Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? Coming to you live from Central Wisconsin. What's good, fam? Good to see you guys out there today. It is Thursday, the 4th of August already. Time's flying by, and before you know it, it'll be Friday, and you guys get a chance to call in, come in and hang out, see what you guys got going on. If I get something wrong, come correct me. Come just hang out. Just do whatever you want. That'll be uh, tomorrow. So in the meantime, I'm completely unprepared. So I got that going for me. <laughs> I've been, uh, it's been busy since, um, since the show with Zach, I had to get some running around done and just got back about a half hour ago and I got a few things up, but, uh, we're going to wing the show today pretty much like we do every day, but, uh, we're going to go through, uh, we'll go through telegram, we'll go through truth. We'll go through the stuff that I do have. I definitely want to talk about, uh, uh, Ray testifying today. So we're going to find as much of that information as possible and uh, get that information out to you guys. Uh, a couple of articles, uh, spot in my eye, uh, technical has got a new article out there. Um, Josh Hawley is in the news that I think is important to cover and revolver has a new article out about, uh, January. January 6th in the pipe bombs. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely want to talk about that. So that's for the first half. And then the second half, we'll, we'll just go through uh, Telegram and True Social and links and see what's going on out there and um, and uh, just kind of wing it and uh, see what's breaking uh, today. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, the, the good news is is uh, it was a lot of fun earlier today with uh, – with Zach, if you guys missed that, uh, we had a, an important discussion, and I think uh, it was well taken by by a lot of people. And you know, we, we're all just trying to find our way through this. None of us are perfect, and uh, and you know, we're just trying to get our way through this. And I think it's it's important though that we remember that uh, the truth is the foundation of this movement, not not uh, popularity and narratives and money. So if we can all just make sure that we're on the same page on that, then let's just keep marching in the same direction. That's all I care about. So that's the goal of what we're trying to do. Um, we you know we we want the, the most value added uh, important information that we could find and we want to bring that to the fold and bring that to the public and that's um that should be all of our goals i, I would think um so that's where we're at uh tomorrow um the rally is tomorrow i have i don't think i can go um i have so my truck is falling apart <laughs> it is about done and i think i popped something broke today on my truck when i went over a uh, a rabo track and it's not it's not sounding good. So 
in order for me to go to the rally, I have to use my wife's vehicle and she has to drive my truck. And if I don't feel comfortable with her driving my truck, she's not driving my truck and I'm not taking her vehicle. <laughs> so I gotta, I'll try to look at it tonight and see if I can see, I think, um, I think it's the actual mount to the axle. It sounds like the, the, uh, <laughs> the shock mount going to the axle. It sounds like it's, it's broke or rusted or something. So if, if it is that shock mount, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, uh, taking that truck any, anywhere else besides just my little uh, around the block, uh, go find some water and just stare at it for a while, uh, therapy session. So I don't know. I don't know what the status is and I'm not, there's, I, I can tell you this. She's not driving my truck until I fi I get in there and see what the hell's going on. So if I can't get to that to this weekend, that's going to put, that's going to limit on what I can do tomorrow. So I'll let, I won't know till tonight after the show, I'm going to pull it into the garage get underneath there and see what I can figure out, see what's going on uh, between that. And um, between that and the brakes, I, in order for me to fix the rear brakes, I have to completely rebuild them, including the, the, um, the junction where the rear brake line comes into the, to the rear axle on top of the rear axle. There's that flex line. And then that goes off to both rear brakes I, I already replaced it all once except for that junction, but that junction is trashed and it's about $120 part and I don't have the money to get the part. I don't, you know, so I don't, uh, it's, it's one of those things where the truck is just going to have to, uh, it's the, it's the worst part about having a 1998 Chevy <laughs> that came from Canada, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's a, it's an HD truck that is full of rust and I, I, I love the truck because it's a, it's an old school style, really cool looking truck. Uh, if it doesn't have a giant dent in the door, but anyways, point being that thing's falling apart and I, it's going to limit on, it's going to limit what I can do. So I'm going to get in there. I appreciate the, the thoughts out there, but I'm going to get out there and get in there this morning or tonight or, or tomorrow morning. And, uh, I won't know till then. So we'll see what happens on that. That's kind of where the status is on that. Um, as far as everything, as far as the pit goes, uh, we're good to go. Thank you guys. Uh, we got the, we got the hotel reservations good we got the, the the flight the return flight and the rental car and uh we got the, everything else planned and ready to go so uh that will be uh looking forward to that very very much looking forward to that and i'm looking forward to um to bringing as much of the information to you guys as fast as possible i don't know exactly you know it's gonna be one of those things you know we we're, we're all marching in the same direction and we and and with that we're just like get me in there <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Get me in there. Uh, I do need a welder. That would be great. <laughs> um, so, so that's where we're at. Um, other than that, man, um, you know, like I said, I haven't had a chance to really prepare too much. I know I see there's a lot of good stuff going on out there, but so I, I pretty much haven't uh, gone through my telegram. So we'll, we'll do that today after we get to the, the Christopher Ray stuff and all that kind of stuff out there. But first, let me just get some business done out of the way here. And then we'll uh, we'll hang out with you guys here a little bit and see what's going on. So I appreciate you guys. Let me get the spiel out of the way and then we'll we'll, we'll kick we'll kick it off here. Do me a favor when you get time, go to the foxhole.app and grab the link that is right hither. Drop it into your favorite social media and say, hey, come hang out when you get a chance. Check out the foxhole.app when you guys get time. There's a lot of great content creators over here that have been banned and dehumanized and everything else from every other platform out there. You, you'll, you'll probably find some stuff that is that is very different than when you're used to hearing, and you'll find some stuff that is very interesting as well. So do me a favor. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Just Inform Media, EMCB, 412 Productions, Base Damie, GL Wingnut, Johnny Dangerously, Under Uncle Crusty, excuse me, uh, Sloan TV, Pastor Shadele, 
WRH Rivero and Patriot News all live right now on the Foxhole.app. So you can always find something interesting uh, to, to look when you guys get on there. So do me a favor, tell a friend, tell a family member. And if you want to support your favorite streamers, the Foxhole.app is the best place to do that because the vast majority of your dollars goes directly to the streamer and to, re to uh, improve the platform, unlike other places. So check that out when you guys get time, Foxhole.app and Pill.net. And you can find those links always on the website, which is uncensoredabe.com. Made it easy for you. Uh, check out the podcast when you guys get time. Poppy and iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one, anyone. Telegram and true social links are at the very top, as well as the links to how, where you can watch the show directly from the website. You can get yourself some merchandise and how to contact me as well. Watch online every Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network, where you can find the live streams. YouTube hates us, banned us, so be it. See ya. Uh, the previous two show content will always be up on the screen. If you guys missed yesterday's show, you can always just go to the website and watch it straight from there. And then also the the previous content that I think you need to see, such as the Patel Patriot Uncensored interview, uh, Devolution in an hour. That's 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 what that is. If you want to get a summary of Devolution up until I think section thirteen or somewhere around there, we did remember we did that a long time ago. So he's had several articles written since then. But the foundation of Devolution can be found in one hour right there on the website. So check that out when you guys get time, as well as uh, mobile interviews and mobile events and rallies and things like that that I've been to and I've live streamed from. So check that out when you guys get time. Uh, UncensoredDave.com help keep the lights on if you can i could use your your help paying the bills as always cash at paypal patreon and and uh buy me a coffee are the links where you can do that thank you all for the great support i appreciate you guys uh several um last night uh several uh, donations came in after the show i guess you guys were were busy during the show but you caught it after and i appreciate the uh, support margaret mary pdx you guys are amazing people thank you guys very much someone jay uh lurking there's a lot of people out there that have, have contributed in some way or form and i appreciate you guys very much toria thank you very much as well do me a favor also mypillow.com is now official show sponsors for uncensored abe and our platform and when we we appreciate them very much the hard part about having a sponsor like my pillow is you got to sell their stuff in order to keep them as a sponsor otherwise what's the point of sponsoring you so when you guys get time if you need some pills if you need some bed sheets if you need some slippers sandals my pillows towel sets everybody needs towels bed sheets you're sick and tired of, of uh, getting hot at night get yourself some of these special uh bed sheets that are much cooler you'll be able to sleep much better uh towels my pillows uh, the mattress topper. I have the mattress topper and I can't sleep without it. So check that out when you guys get time. Uh, loungewear, pillowcases, bath towels, bath sheets, hand towels, washcloths. Pick pick one, anyone, whatever you need. Everybody needs some washcloths. Just click right there. You get 50% off. 50% off bath towels, bath sheets, hand towels, and uh uh, washcloths, four pack of washcloths, half off. So all that stuff is new on sale. The quilts are on sale, also 50% off. Um the blankets, throw blankets, uh, uh, waffle blankets, all their stuff is, has a ma major uh, deals on it right now. So check the website out daily, though, don't forget, because they change they change it up pretty much every day. Uh, the couch pillows are now 50% off, and the dog beds are still $20. If you need yourself a dog bed or a pet blanket, if you're getting a pet in the near future, you need a blanket, use promo code Abe. You get yourself an awesome pet blanket, get yourself some cool stuff, and uh, get a great discount. So we appreciate you guys very much. MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Thank you for the support, love, and prayers from all you guys out there. I appreciate it. You can find all those links from the website, uncensoredave.com, made it easy for you. And then Facebook, True Social, Gab links are at the very bottom of the website, as well as my email address, Linktree, and P.O. Box if you want to send me something. Appreciate you guys very much. I love you all for being here today. Yesterday, as you guys know, was kind of a rough show, man. It was, it was a tough show to get through yesterday. Um, 
that did hit me pretty hard um, because of, uh, you know, the, the stuff that we've talked about. Um, but um, we got through it, and we got the show. We got the information out there, and, um, you know, may, may she rest in peace. There's, there is some information out there today that uh, um, it wasn't the other vehicle that uh, had crossed the middle. So there's all kinds of – now there's already confusion um, as to what's going on there. And it does make you wonder if it was a remote control hit. Um, it's happened before. It's possible to remote control a vehicle. I don't know if people know that or not, but it is. We have proven it time and time again that it is possible to do that, especially vehicles that have um, access to, you know, um, satellite communications in case of an accident, things like that. So who knows what happened there? We'll keep an eye on it for you guys. And as soon as I find out more information on uh, what happened with uh, Jackie yesterday, we'll get that out there to you guys. Everyone working their way over there at the Foxwell.app today. Max Uno first in the house. Who cares news? I'm mad at Helen. I'm not going to take any more. Amen to that. I appreciate you, brother. Good to see you out there. Um, here we go, Politius. Thanks for dropping all the links and everything you do out there. I appreciate you. Uh, Toria, Phantom, uh, let's see. Dolphin's in the house. Dolphin, it's great to see you. I hope all is well. Um, Toria, thank you for the shades. I appreciate that. Alicia, knock my socks off. RP4L, Doberman Golden Doodle Puppy. We need a blanket. <laughs> Bed of Kevlar. <laughs> Man, I, I miss my pooch so, so much. I had a black lab that I miss immensely. But, um, but yeah, I don't miss the problems of, of, of a dog. You know what I'm saying? It limits your freedom, limits the travel, limits. It's, it's just a pain in the ass, and I don't miss that stuff. But I do miss my pooch, that's for sure. A boneless chicken, happy with everything we've ever brought from bought from Mike. Great dog beds, by the way. Best we've ever had. Nice boneless chicken. Yeah, they have some They have some really good stuff, and he's has the quality out there. It's, uh, it's good stuff. Too good to see you out there. Hope all well. Thank you for the cookie. Yesterday's show was tough, but it goes to show that you are human, and we appreciate you. <laughs> It, it was tough, but thank you very much. Um, I don't let, you know, that just, it's just kind of happened. And that's how it goes with live shows. Cherokee, George, boneless chicken, Phantom F4. Thanks guys. Um, Semper Fi back at you. Semper Fi indeed. Thanks, guys, for working your way in here today. We'll get to the, the content of the show here quickly. First, I just want to say my hellos to everyone over there on the Tiger Network, everyone over there lurking. I appreciate you guys. Twitch crowds working their way in here today, guys. Thanks for being here today. As always, Deplora Laura, Patriot Lady, T-Rex, Chris, thanks for dropping all the links. God bless you. Deplora Laura, safety first. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the tough part about having that truck, man. It's a pain in the ass. I would really love to have a reliable truck, but... We can't have nice things in this world and we're going to like it. That's how, that's how, that's how my life goes. So <laughs> thank you, Deplora Laura. <clears throat> it's good to see you out there again. Firecracker Patriot T-Rex. Uh, let's see who else is over there on Twitch. Say hello real quick. Hey, Boulder Q. What's good, man. Good to see you, my friend and Patriot lady. God bless you all. DeSantis is on fire today. We're going to talk about DeSantis today for sure. We'll get those videos out there to you guys today as well. Uh, Rumble cloud, Rumble crowd is also working their way in here today. Thanks, guys, for being here today. B1 Car, good to see you out there. Great job uh, with all you do out there. Appreciate your perspective and your information. Uh, Jay Rich, uh, J.D. Rich, J.D. Rich, hey, what's up? Good to see you. Joe Patriot, Ildi, uh, Chris, and many other lurkers. The Rumble Cloud is the is the professional crowd. You guys got to understand here. People over there on Rumble, they're working, all right. So they don't have. They can't just kind of kind of hop in and say hello whenever they want. They got stuff going on. They're driving. They got busy lives, kids, you know, dinners. So hey, 
You got to understand the rumble cause busy. All right. So leave them alone. A lot of lurkers. <laughs> Thanks for being here today, guys, over there on rumble. I know you guys are very busy. Do me a favor, hit that plus button when you guys get time. And uh, thanks for uh, coming in to, to hang out today. I appreciate it. So, all right. So, what do we have going on out there today? I think we, I think honestly, where we got to start is right with uh, with Ray um, because I had excuse me, I've seen a lot of um, of videos from uh, the testimony today, but I have not had a chance to to really see them yet. So we'll we'll start there. Let me just kick it off with um, some of the stuff I had on my telegram that i highlighted for you guys um let's see here where do i start here i want to go back a little bit um ron watkins uh congratulations to elijah crane (laughs) worried very much that he'll probably end up being a rhino um we'll keep an eye on his votes and we'll we'll make sure we we held him accountable for his votes so all you out there in california or in arizona Make sure you guys are keeping an eye on Eli Crane to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So there's that. Canada, good to see you out there. Um, Bales from across the way down under. Good to see you, my friend. Ziploc's in the house. You're at work, too. <laughs> hey, see, there's people over there in the Fox that are busy, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so there you go. Um, this just came out from uh, from Lone Raccoon. Um, I got my screen's all messed up here. Let me fix this real quick. All right, uh, this just came out from Lone Raccoon. An interesting thing happened. The news reported the reverse to the start, that Congresswoman's, Congresswoman Walorski's vehicle had been struck by an oncoming vehicle. However, new video evidence provided by eyewitnesses contradicted their original story. The fact that it was intent in the fact that it was indeed her SUV that suddenly crossed road lines in midday on a state highway driving straight ahead, causing the death of her and her staffers should perk up every ear in politics and beyond and beyond it has all the hallmarks of a 187 no drugs no alcohol no adverse road conditions no explanation for why their vehicle would suddenly wildly swerve into an oncoming lane so um again we'll 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 continue to monitor it and um as soon as we find out you know what's really going on here we'll let you guys know uh the first video that caught my eye from from ray today was this one highlighted by uh, Carly uh, over at Midnight Rider. Um, and that was, um, is this Thune? I think that's Thune um, questioning Ray about Crossfire Hurricane. And it, I think it's significant news. I don't see how you can possibly, knowing the information that we know and how um, – the FBI specifically ties into Crossfire Hurricane and thus creates it a much bigger conspiracy than just uh, a couple of one-off people playing games with politics. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong, but does doesn't sound like to you that Ray literally confirms that the FBI cannot comment on Rumble on on ongoing investigations. And if the FBI can't comment on ongoing investigations with regards to crossfire hurricane, doesn't that mean that those ongoing investigations tie in senior members of the FBI that may have been fired or um, maybe in some capacity have been demoted or worked in, moved into uh, personnel uh, areas for disciplinary actions? Um, wouldn't that mean that it, the only answer to why that is happening, if there's a different answer to why that could be happening, let me know. But wouldn't that mean that 
it is absolutely tying it into the groundwork of what Durham said, which is he, he's laying the groundwork for a larger conspiracy. And that means RICO to me, does it not? Anyone who's been held accountable, uh, who was involved in crossfire hurricane investigation, what specific actions, if any, have been taken? Well, we've taken a whole slew of actions in response to the crossfire hurricane report, I think over 40 plus corrective measures and Is so forth. Is anybody in the bureau there are a number of disciplined? There are a number of people who are currently in uh, our, what we call Office of Professional Responsibility, which is our disciplinary arm. Uh, you may wonder why has that not yielded its results yet, and that's because we are working closely with, cooperating closely with, and assisting the Durham investigation, and so that whole process, which is not unusual, uh, has been sort of slowed down to make sure that it doesn't interfere with the Durham investigation. Okay, I'll submit other questions. That whole process of holding people accountable within the FBI is being held back because the the process of assisting a grand a classified grand jury investigation, i.e. Durham is still ongoing. I don't understand how there's any possible way that that doesn't mean that there's an actual full RICO conspiracy that Durham is investigating. I, I can't see how there's any other way that that is what is, is the foundation of what uh, Durham is investigating. So that's the way I see it. Um, it, it obviously the rule of law is taking forever. You know, the rule of law is absolutely taking forever, but it is working itself through, I believe, and I think it will work itself out. Um, we'll see. Um, Carly had, let's see, she had a bunch of other videos. Some of this is going to take, uh, let's see. Uh, the border is a significant security issue. Yes, indeed it is. Border, uh, wide array of criminal threats, do you think? Significant uh, security issues. There's a wide array of criminal threats that we encounter. Uh, down at the border. Uh, we, you mentioned a little bit in some of your questions, the transnational criminal organizations that use diverse and complex methods to traffic drugs. Uh, that then cascades over into prison and street gangs uh, who distribute it. Yeah, all kinds of trafficking going on the border. That's why they can't, they don't want to stop it. There you go. The reoccurring race statement of the day, a wide array of criminal threats. Marsha Blackburn spitting the fire questions here. Two minutes from Marsha Blackburn. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you for being with us. We appreciate that. I think that you've heard a pretty common theme today from uh, several that have questioned you. There appears to be, there is the perception that, that, is, that we have two tiers of justice and one for people that are favored and one for ordinary Americans. And I think that has come through in many of the questions that you've heard from us. I want to ask you just a few things so that we can get it on um, the record that I think would help restore some faith in the Bureau and the work they're trying to do. Americans uh, looked at what they perceived to be, and I think rightly so, a ton of money that was wasted on the Russia collusion investigation. So do you agree that the allegation of secret collusion between President Trump and Russia was a hoax? Yes or no? 
I don't think that's the terminology I would use, but uh, I think there's been a lot written on this subject, and uh, both in the special counsel's report, the inspector general's Just report. Yes or no is fine. So that's not a term I would use. Okay. Uh, do you agree that the Hunter Biden laptop was not Russia disinformation? Uh, now you're asking about an ongoing investigation uh, that I expect our folks to pursue okay. aggressively, and I just I can't comment on okay. that. Okay, and you possess the laptop, right? Uh, again, I can't discuss that in an ongoing okay. investigation. And when do we expect huh. to hear from General Durham with his report? Uh, that's really a question for, for uh, Special Counsel Durham. We are as actively assisting him in that investigation. Okay. And do you agree that an open border is a national security threat? Uh, I, as I think I said in response to my uh, Senator Cornyn. Oops, uh, that's the end of that. All right, so there's that from our show. And yeah, the, the trust ray or don't trust ray is, just means nothing to me. I need to hear what he has to say. I need to hear the questions. That's what's important to me. I, I the trust race stuff. I'm not interested in, um, or not trusting from, him. Or I, uh, I need to hear what he has to say. You know what I'm saying? You, there appears to be there is the perception not Russia from gangs, violence. Yes, uh, the sheriffs in Tennessee counties uh, continued to tell me. And last Friday, I was with seven different counties, and the number one issue for them is that open border and the presence of drug traffickers, drugs. Uh, human trafficking. They talk about the cartels that have set up hubs. They can tell you where the drugs are coming from that are coming into their community. You mentioned 300 task forces that you have. Um, do you have one that is specific to this? Because I was surprised yesterday with um, Mr. Polite, who was before us from the criminal division. They didn't seem to have one that was focused specifically on these cartels. We, uh, well, we at the FBI have um, a number of things that are focused on that. I mean, we have uh, what we call our TOC program, which is our Transnational Organized Criminal Program, and our TOC West program uh, is focused on the Western Hemisphere, the cartels in particular, okay. uh, and it's a, quite right. a number of task forces there. Okay. I, I think one of the things that has uh, concerned me is looking at the number of terrorists that are coming across that border. So far in fiscal year 22, we've had 56. There were 15 non-citizen terrorists that crossed in 21, three in 20, and zero in 19. Uh, what are you all doing to help apprehend these individuals? Senator Hawley talked with you about the Afghan refugees. Uh, people remember what happened on 9-11. They remember what happened with the Boston bombing. And, uh, to see this number of terrorists that are coming across that border and into the country. So how are you tracking, monitoring, apprehending, and investigating these individuals? So there, I guess there are two things I would say. One is we're constantly sharing watch listing information with uh, DHS uh, and with our partners um, to improve you know, border security in that regard. And then second, through our joint terrorism task forces all over the country, we are investigating uh, any number of individuals who are, are here in the United States uh, attempting okay, to put together a case. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Once a local sheriff reports to an FBI field office that they 
have someone they think is a bad actor, then how long does it take you all to do that? You've used the term audit, assessment, and investigation. Uh, how long does it take you to respond to that and get going on these? Well, I mean, as you might imagine, it depends on the circumstances and, and the okay. way in well, which it's reported. But me, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we a lot of times we're right. opening investigations, yeah. you know, that, that same day. Right. I mean, I guess, Let me move yeah. on, uh, yeah. and you can just send that to me in writing. I want to get to the issue on China with, with you. Um, because we continue to be very concerned, and I appreciate your attention to China, but we are continuing to see Beijing, the Chinese Communist Party, not the people, but the Chinese Communist Party try to spy on the U.S. government, disrupt our military operations. Are you all working with the Department of Defense to identify and address the threat of Huawei equipment that is coming in, and then we know the Chinese Communist Party is buying property and farmland near our military installations and our sensitive infrastructure. Are you all on top of that? Uh, we are working very closely with a number of Department of Defense agencies, um, and there's actually quite a lot happening in this space. And if, if, if you were amenable, one of the things I would suggest is offer to have my folks come up and give you a, a classified briefing on some that of what we're doing. That would be helpful. I would appreciate that. As you're aware, we had a situation last year with a University of Tennessee professor who came through the Thousand Talents program to UT. That goes to trial. The CCP uses that uh, familiar line they've started to do to say, well, you know, uh, this is an issue of race. Uh, we're continuing, and that's what they use to defend this individual. And so we're concerned about that and how all of that links to the Confucius Institute's a lot of universities have shut those down. They're now renaming them Chinese language and culture programs. So how are you all monitoring and tracking the individuals that are under contract to the CCP that are coming in with these programs to spy, to steal our intellectual property, and then their establishment of these soft propaganda programs? Wow, great question. So we are working, we are trying to work very closely with universities on this subject. Uh, you know, instances like the one that you cited um, where the case went south, uh, you know, get a lot of media attention, but there's an awful lot happening all the time with universities all over the country that's on a very positive way. Let me ask yeah. you, are you tracking their monetary donations from uh, China from, that are all CCP-linked? that are going into universities? Well, the, uh, so you, you, you talked about two different things in the academic setting, right? Well, there's both the research theft piece yes. and then there's the Confucius Institute or their successor right. entities. Put the, the second one to the side for a minute. On the first, um, the whole way in which the talent plans are abused involves funding of researchers from the Chinese government to essentially uh, steal U.S. taxpayer-funded research here. And yes. so our investigations inevitably get into that it's type of issue. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Probably the, the best questions I've ever heard of <laughs> someone from D.C. ask an FBI director, that's for sure. Congratulations, Marsha, on some great questions there for sure. That's some top-notch stuff right there.
And, um, you know, not, not so much for hearing what the FBI has to say about it. Right. But just raising the awareness to the public as well is very important. Belushi in the house. Good to see you. Imagine if we weren't in a so-called polite society, shit would have been fixed in three days. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, Belushi. Hope all is well, my friend. You know how it goes. Patriot Act assures everything is tracked. Tons of Air Force and Army B-20s uh, have I lost it. Where'd it go? Have dirt box on them and play man in the middle. Interesting. I found out for thanks for being here. Uh, Tennessee Tim, good to see you out there, my friend. Uh, do a lot of driving around town in the middle of, the, of uh, Tennessee City. I watch uh, little groups of young men um, walking around with suitcases, backpacks, and the like, and they ain't from Norway. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Hopefully your uh, your local law enforcement is keeping an eye on that crap. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Dale, good to see you out there, Vader. And if you disagree, we call you racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're a shill or a patriot or a, you must agree with everything that I have to say. Otherwise, you're not. You're just a shell. Uh, Twitch crowds out there getting working their way in here today. Uh, Control D, thanks for the new follow as well as Titsu. And American Nikki uh, resubbed yesterday. I missed that. Uh, <laughs> Alan on fire. I missed that, uh, Nikki, yesterday. Thank you very much for uh, the resub over there on Twitch. Um, Bigfoot headline on Fox News. Usually Big Flaggy comes next. Trump warned Freedom Fiesta weekend. Decode is pretty easy. <laughs> Good to see you guys out there today. Um, and, yeah, so we're just kind of a uh, general drum. Yeah, interesting, right? Uh, shortened for, t- uh, you know, uh, in general term, that is interesting, actually. Hmm. Inspector General, no, because he's, yeah. General, that is very interesting. Catgirl, good catch. I, I did hear her say that. Good catch. That is interesting, is it not? Has he been commissioned? It would be very interesting to hear if if um, he has been commissioned or um, in any kind of way, you know, given military you don't have to necessarily be commissioned to um, give him uh, that, that military um, uh, tribunals. You know what I'm saying? Would they admit it if you had? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Good to see you out there. I uh, hope all is well. I know you've been working very busy. I get a lot of people, a lot of uh, DMs from you, cat girl. So we'll send a warning out on your Telegram. You do not DM anybody. I report them in every time, but about once a week I get a DM from you, cat girl, just so you're aware. And I know you're not out, not out there DMing anybody, so I report them as spam and the rest, but just a heads up. You, you seem to be someone rather well-targeted on Telegram. Heads up on that. Uh, Alicia B., thank you for the cookie. I appreciate that. Thumper Rose in the house getting, getting some dinner going out there. I appreciate you. I made some delicious spaghetti last night. I love my spaghetti recipe, man. You guys can't you guys, you guys can't mess with my spaghetti. <laughs> unless you make homemade, unless you're Italian and make homemade. That's the only way. <laughs> I don't make my own sauce, but it's, it turns out really good. But, uh, yeah, so um, because of uh, doing the show with Zach earlier today, I haven't had as much time as I usually do to, uh, you know, to put a show together and just kind of 
to have it kind of fly through. So I'm just kind of like winging it today. Pretty much. I got some stuff I want to talk about. I got like five or six articles that we definitely want to talk about, but for now I'm just kind of finding Ray, um, snippets and things like that and getting as much out there from Ray as possible. Um, going through Carly's pretty much, uh, feed here and seeing what they're saying out there. Largest, lar- largest China missiles drills ever in the Taiwan sweat. Yeah. I hear, I hear, uh, China decided to get a little belligerent with their um, sable rattling. You know, nah, we'll see. We'll see. It I, it would not surprise me if, if China does something in some way. But again, I don't I, strategically, it does not make sense for, for China to go to war with ta- Taiwan. Number one, they're going to have a hard time going to war with Taiwan. It ain't going to be as easy as they think it is. And number two, it's going to, it would destroy the financial links that, that creates China's um, economy what it is. I don't think they strategically, it doesn't make sense. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, one day at a time on that front, Senator Kennedy today, um, what is this? Nine minutes from Senator Kennedy. I would, I would love nothing more than to listen to Senator Kennedy and Christopher Ray today. Let's hear what this has to say. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Director, who is uh, Timothy Tebow? Uh, Mr. Tebow was, uh, uh, for some period of time until relatively recently, uh, what's called an ASAC uh, in our Washington field office. He was the uh, assistant special agent in charge? That's what ASAC stands for. There's a whole number of them in the Washington field office. The structure is there's at the head of the office, and then there's SACs, and then the next level down, there's the level that he was at. And uh, he uh, has or had been with the FBI about 25 years. Is that right? Well, now you're, now you're testing my, my knowledge a little bit. Okay. Uh, he was a powerful guy. Is that correct? I'm sorry? He was a powerful guy. Is that correct? Well, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would use that description. Okay. He had no power. <laughs> I think every law enforcement agent in the FBI, with the responsibilities they're entrusted with, has significant power. Okay. Did Did he work on the President Trump Russian collusion investigation? Uh, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Not that I'm aware of, but I, I don't, um, I don't, I can't say that with certainty. Uh, did he, or does he work on the FBI investigation of Mr. Hunter Biden? So the investigation, uh, that you're referring to, and I have to be a little bit careful because we're talking about an ongoing investigation is being run out of our Baltimore field office, working with our, working with the Delaware U.S. attorney who's a holdover from the prior administration. So I'm, I'm confused, Chris, with your answer. Did he work or does he work on the Hunter Biden investigation? As I said, the, the Hunter Biden investigation is being run out of the Baltimore field office. Um, isn't 
isn't it true that uh, in September of 2020, Special Agent Tebow went on social media and liked a Washington Post article entitled, quote, William Barr has gone rogue. I have seen uh, uh, descriptions to that effect. Um, I have to be a little bit careful about how far we can go in this conversation uh, because of specific ongoing personnel matters. Isn't it true that also in September of 2020, Special Agent Tebow went on social media and posted a Washington Post article entitled, quote, why the Michael Flynn case still matters? A similar answer to, to the one I gave before. Isn't it true that in November of 2020, Special Agent Tebow, Assistant Special Agent in charge of the D.C. office, who allegedly worked on the uh, Trump-Russia collusion investigation and the Hunter Biden investigation, retweeted a Lincoln Project tweet that said, quote, Donald Trump is a psychological, I'm sorry, a psychologically broken, embittered, and deeply unhappy man. Again, you know, I've, I've seen descriptions uh, of posts, um, and I got really trying to be very careful um, not to get in the way of any ongoing personnel matters. Is <laughs> You're listening to this, right? <clears throat> you hear what he's saying? He's, he's pushing them on the fact that T-Ball is in deep shit. All right, number one. And as you guys know, it is very likely that T-Ball was also involved in January 6th as an Asian provocateur. And Ray right there knows that and, and, and says there's serious personnel things happening now that I cannot talk about. So that, that is very encouraging to me, very very, very, very encouraging to me that Tebow is under the Office of Professional Responsibility Investigation because that means something very serious is happening. And, um, and, and we'll see how it plays itself out. The, the, the Baltimore field office, Thomas J. Sobochinski, Thomas J. Sobochinski is named the special agent in charge as of July 14th, 2021 of the Baltimore field office, Chris Ray named him to this as a special agent in charge of the Baltimore field office. Mr. Sobachinski. Yeah. I got to love that. He's a ski. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right freaking now. Most recently served as the deputy assistant director of international operations division at the FBI headquarters in Washington, the international operations division at the FBI headquarters. So that's pretty interesting given there are he first of all he wasn't any part of the counterterrorism division while crossfire hurricane was going on he was part of the international operations division which means he may have had some interesting insight into crossfire hurricane and the rest mr sobodinski 
joined the FBI as an agent, a special agent in 1998, reported to the Fayetteville Residency Agency of the Charlotte Field Office in North Carolina, where he worked on violent crime. His focus shift to counterterrorism cases after 9-11. In 2005, he was promoted to supervisory special agent and uh, assigned to the counterterrorism division at headquarters to work in the International Terrorism Terrorism Operations Section. And then in 2007, he was appointed to the FBI's Senior Liaison of the Department of Homeland Security, transferred to the Washington Field Office as the Counterterrorism Supervisory Agent in 2008. So he did work for the Counterterrorism Division from 2008 in D.C. as a field agent in 2008. And then in 2009, he uh, worked on foreign assignments, he was appointed to assistant legal legal attaché of Kabul, Afghanistan, in two thousand nine, um, as a, a special uh, assistant legal attaché. He was promoted to the legal attaché in Cairo, Egypt, in two thousand eleven. Then moved to London in twenty thirteen to serve as the deputy legal attaché. That is the beginning of Crossfire Hurricane. 2013, 2014, that's interesting. 2016, Sobolchinsky was appointed as a special agent in charge of the intelligence branch at the Washington Field Office as well, and was promoted to the section chief of the counterterrorism division at headquarters in 2018. So he took over the section chief counterterrorism division at headquarters in 2018. That is Peter Strzok's section, is it not? Correct me if I'm wrong. The counterterrorism division section chief, I believe that would have been Peter Strzok or or is that McCabe? That may have been McCabe. So he took a McCabe or Strzok spot. Correct me if I'm wrong. 2019, then he was appointed to assistant director of international operations division. And then going from 2019 to the deputy assistant director of international operations to being appointed as a special agent in charge of the Baltimore field office and given the assignment of investigating Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. Sounds to me like they got the right guy in place. We'll see how it plays itself out, but that's what it kind of looks like to me. Going to be fascinating when Sessions resurfaces, <laughs> if he does. Yeah, it would be interesting. His hesit- hesitancy, his answer is telling, yes, he, because he knows that this guy, this guy is in deep shit. And so, you know, knowingly is your favorite word, right? Um, yeah. Uh, no problem, uh, Joel Lane. But that's why, because Tebow's in deep shit. This guy, trust me. Trust me when I say this guy is in deep shit. Watch what happens to Tebow. That's going to be a very interesting to see what the public learns with regards to this guy. Isn't it also true that in January of 2001, in response to Senator Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville's election to the United States Senate, from Alabama, of course, um, Special Agent Tebow went on social media and posted, quote, thank God for Mississippi, the state motto of Alabama. Uh, I can't sit here and quote chapter and verse on, on an individual's social media posts. Isn't it also true that in June of 2020, special agent in charge, Tebow, a 25-year veteran of the agency, tweeted to Congresswoman Liz Cheney, quote, your dad was a disgrace.
Again, I've seen descriptions uh, to that effect, um, but I'm going to have to be very careful not to interfere with any kind of ongoing person. And last month, didn't, didn't Agent Tebow go on, on media and tweet, quote, can we give Kentucky to the Russian Federation? Again, same, same answer that I've given before. All right. Isn't it true that... Uh, Mr. Tebow, Agent Tebow, excuse me, and FBI Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Otan covered up derogatory information about Mr. Hunter Biden while working for the FBI? Well, again, I want to be very careful not to interfere with ongoing personnel matters. Uh, I, I should say that when I read the letter that describes the kinds of things that you're talking about, um, I found it deeply troubling. Uh, and it is troubling. And it is totally... And, and it's but, not about but, their political but, but beliefs. I, right, right. It's not about their political beliefs. I love that comment, Leo Slayer, and I get exactly what you're saying. By deep shit, do you mean Tebow would be uh, suspended without the, I'll pay for two days and then he'll be reassigned to a new office? You have a great point there, Leo Slayer. I hear you loud and clear. Please. It's about that this is a senior uh, employee at the FBI with years of experience going on social media and tweeting this kind of stuff. So I have, since I started in... Which gives uh, the people the impression that there is bias, whether there is or there isn't. I feel very strongly, and I have communicated consistently since I started as director, that our folks need to make sure that they're not just doing the right thing, that they're doing it in the right way, and that they avoid, avoid even the appearance of bias or lack of objectivity. And in fact, in fact... One of the things I did, which to my knowledge had never been done before at the FBI, was in 2018, I pulled together and I took, I started at the top, which in my experience, and somebody in law enforcement, it never works that way. I started at the top and I brought the 250 or so very top people in the FBI from one corner of the globe to the other for a full day stand down at Quantico where the whole focus of the message, and we heard from the inspector general, we heard from a judge, we heard from the, the people who enforced the Hatch Act. The whole focus I, I know was did. on I know you did, the importance of, a, of and, the But appearance. you wouldn't do something like this? This man had... See, th that was in response to what happened with the whole seventh floor of the FBI being fired that the media never told anybody about. You know, everyone... It, it's not the same FBI... The, the people who were put in place that were subversives put in place by the Obama administration have been cleaned out. Are there still one-offs here and there that are problem childs? Yes, and they're exposing themselves because the time is now. They have been activated now, and they're exposing themselves now, and things are going to change moving forward. He's been with the FBI for 25 years. He's now on leave. He did this kind of stuff as recently as last month. Do you know how this looks to the American people? I will tell you that what you're describing is not representative of the FBI that I see up close every day in this country, where I see patriots working their tails off 
And I agree with tremendous that. integrity I, I and objectivity. I agree that and have said that to you repeatedly. But you're killing yourselves with this stuff. And this investigation needs to be completed on this this gentleman, and the results need to be reported to the American people. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Kennedy, for using your time for a subject near and dear to a lot of people out here. A lot of people wanted to hear what what uh, what he had to say about that right there, and we'll see. All right, all right, we'll see. Let's let's let itself play itself out, and um, we'll say we'll see. Ray masks a few corrections. What's this one, Carly? Before Senator Grassley goes, I just wanted to raise one point, which is um, when I spoke before the break, I made a reference to uh, I made a reference to a shooting. I think it was in response to your questions about the shooting of a couple of our agents uh, where they, you know, thankfully survived. Uh, and I missed, my staff informs me that I misspoke uh, in, in a couple of respects. One is uh, that it was last week and not this week. Um, and second was that it was, um, that the weapon in question was a weapon that was converted into fully automatic and I think I characterized it a little bit differently. So I just wanted to make that was clear on the record. Thank you for the clarification, Senator. Converted into fully automatic. Interesting. So that's, you know, you know how the Democrats use that stuff to spin it. You can't just grab a gun like that and uh, all of a sudden it's a full automatic gun. Tom Cotton's in here. I wouldn't mind listening to what Tom Cotton has to say. Senator Grassley asked the last questions of the day. Three minutes there, Tom Cotton's 10 minutes. All right, so the last, Cotton's about seven minutes, and I, 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 I kind of need to hear this, okay? Section 1507 of Title 18 to picket and protest outside of a federal judge's home to try to influence his or her decision? Uh, I don't have the statute in front of me, but that sounds like a fair description. Uh, so on numerous occasions uh, in recent months, there have been large-scale protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, Yesterday, the head of the Department of Justice Criminal Division confirmed that the Biden Justice Department has not brought a single case against any individual for breaking that law by protesting outside of those justices' homes. Um, are you aware of the FBI making any arrests for violations of Section 1507? Uh, I'm, well, I'm aware that we have a number of investigations related to uh, threats of violence against justices um, and against judicial buildings including the Supreme Court. Uh, and of course, we assisted in the recent charges of the individual who had a, a plot to kill uh, or an intent to kill uh, Justice Kavanaugh. What statutes are involved, uh, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think any of them and used 1507 as the uh, offense. Why were, why were there no arrests for an obvious violation that played out on national television? Did someone in the De Biden Department of Justice direct you not to let FBI agents enforce that law? Uh, no, I don't think we've gotten any directive to that effect. I think part of what you're driving at, uh, respectfully, is, is goes to questions about the interpretation of and applicability uh, of the statute. And while I absolutely understand your interest in the question, um, I think this is one of those times where I would uh, point to the department as the lawyers who are making Well, I have it right here in front of me. It's not very confusing. Whoever with the intent of influencing any judge in the discharge of his duty 
pickets or parades in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than one year. I mean, it happened on national television news. Were there no self-starting FBI agents in the area that thought, wow, they're committing a terrible federal crime. I'm going to go arrest them. Well, as I said, you know, we're working very closely with the marshals, with Supreme Court police, uh, with the uh, Supreme Court marshals. You know, they have the principal responsibility for crowd control and protecting the justices. We have a number of investigations underway as we speak. And then questions as to the enforcement of that particular statute uh, constitutionally are are better directed to the department. Well, I don't think there's much question about the constitutionality. In 1965, in Cox v. Louisiana, the Supreme Court held up a virtually identical state statute. In 1988, Justice John Paul Stevens stated that it would be constitutional to prohibit protesting outside even an elected officials' home, not judges' home, but elected officials' homes, because, quote, there is simply no right to force speech into the home of an unwilling listener. So, so why, why did no FBI agent in the national capital region, seeing a crime committed repeatedly on national television, not go enforce the law. I mean, don't you expect your agents to go enforce the law? I mean, if, they, if they're aware of a bank robbery or kidnapping, do they need direction from on high to make an arrest? Well, uh, our agents are, as we've discussed at some length in different ways throughout this hearing, uh, are up to their necks uh, enforcing all sorts of laws. Uh, and I wish I, we were in a situation where every federal violation that occurred in this country was something the FBI could uh, have the resources to investigate. We have prioritized focusing on violence and threats of violence, uh, and we are aggressively investigating uh, in that space across the spectrum, uh, including uh, violence and threats of violence against uh, members of the judicial branch. Well, I mean, these protests wound up with a hitman traveling across the country trying to assassinate Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And, we, so and we, he's been arrested and charged federally. Seriously, yeah. in addition to that actual hitman's crimes. I mean, again, it was happening on national television. Seems like a layup to show up and arrest them. I mean, what, what if those protesters were protesting outside of a district judge home uh, were members of MS-13 and that judge was presiding over the murder and racketeering trial of an MS-13 gang lord. Would you expect your agents to show up and arrest those protesters? Uh, you know, I would think we would want to be aggressively investigating MS-13 members, and we are. So, uh, but uh, that didn't answer my question. Is, is there, would you expect your agents to stop MS-13 from protest, protesting outside of a federal judge's home as that judge presided over an MS-13 murder trial? Uh, knowing what we know about MS-13, uh, and their uh, almost um, epic commitment to violence, uh, an MS-13 member engaging in that activity outside a judge presiding over uh, an MS-13 trial would be something that I think would, would lead to us trying to look at every tool we have to be able to protect that judge. So it's, it's okay to protest outside of Supreme Court Justice's home if you disagree with their potential rulings? I didn't say that. I don't so believe that. So what's the difference between the two? I think the difference is twofold. One, uh, we have to make sure that we are prioritizing and enforcing those uh, violations of federal criminal law that uh, are, represent the greatest threat to the public. Uh, and so that in particular focuses on violence and threats of violence. Second, as to this particular statute, 
questions about when it applies constitutionally are, with respect, better directed to the department. Uh, if I was sitting here as the Assistant Attorney General or the Attorney General, I might have a different type of response to you, but as FBI Director on the interpretation of the statute uh, constitutionally, I would defer to the department on that. Well, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed that the Department of Justice and the FBI didn't take these protests themselves seriously. As I said, they led to a Democratic hitman showing up and trying to assassinate a sitting Supreme Court justice. We all know a federal judge who lost her son and almost lost her husband because someone showed up at their home as well. These are serious and grave threats. It is an obvious black letter violation of the criminal law. And I, I hope if it happen, happens again, the FBI will take it more seriously and start arresting them and charging with the violation of this obvious crime. I don't understand how, how the FBI is beholden to the DOJ's interpretation of the law. How the fuck does that work? Seriously, how the hell does that work? Grassley finishes the day up, last two minutes, and then we'll hang out with you guys for the top of the hour, shift to the second, second half. Thanks, guys, for being here today. Much love. Political bias from Tebow, including open source postings that reflected a partisan predisposition that would disqualify him from involvement in sensitive criminal investigations. Well, uh, Senator, uh, we have, I want to be careful not to comment on at the moment on ongoing personnel matters. Uh, certainly, we want to take advantage of all the tools at our disposal to make sure that can, people are can, following the rules. Can you just say this? Do, do you generally take any of that into consideration with any of your people that are in sensitive positions. You mean in, in selecting them for the position or? or no one whether they got any political bias or not. Well, we, we, uh, we expect our people to comply with a number of rules, including the Hatch Act. Uh, and so we have a number of rules and policies that, that govern not just. Uh, let, let me go on to my yeah. next question. Okay. Uh, which field offices are responsible for monitoring and investigating the, uh, those Afghan evacuees that uh, pose a national security concern? And that's a follow-up to Senator Hawley's question, but he didn't ask that specific question. So, Senator, I, I'll answer that one way, but I might need to follow up with you in writing. It, 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 one way, the way I would answer it is all of our joint terrorism task forces all 200 of them uh, are engaged in the effort to investigate um, potential terrorist activity, and, and any number of them would potentially involve people who, uh, who came from Afghanistan. So I don't, I, I think I'm a little confused as to the reference to specific field offices, but let me see if there's more information we can get for you as a follow-up. Uh, I might be missing an important nuance. My last question, does the FBI know where all these flag evacuees are located? Uh, we have a lot of information about where people are located. I can't, sit, I can't sit here right now and tell you that we know where all are located at any given time. That, that's probably true. Okay, thank you. Director Ray, thank you for coming. There have been several questions, at least Oh, yeah, you can shut right the hell up. All right. I just wanted to hear it, guys. I just wanted to hear what they had to say today. 
And I, I'm glad that they're bringing public attention to some of these questions. So for that, for me, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's worth going through it. It's worth seeing what they had to say. And, um, again, I, th- I think the summary, the big takeaway for Ray, for Ray to me is, is twofold. Obviously, the fact that there are personnel dis- uh, things happening around Tebow, I'm glad to hear that. I hope that uh, the public is given a full brief about what, what that guy was really up to. I, I given the the clown committee that is uh you know the clowns I don't I don't think we're going to really get truly any, any answers until we get these scumbags thrown out of office and we we take over the house and the senate. So I think we're in for a clown show for another couple months here like I've been trying to you know to prepare us all for and then once we get uh, into early next year I think you're going to start seeing some major things happen. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I hope that it goes um, where we want, where we all hope it goes. But nonetheless, here we are. Uh, the FBI is part of the DOJ. They are required to do their bidding, said Politius. That is a good point. I, you know, my point is, is the law is the law. If you are, if you are a law enforcement officer, um, that and you take an oath to serve and protect, the law is the law regardless of who tells you how to interpret it. And I don't. So if somebody's breaking a law, then it seems to me that your bound duty is, duty is to is to investigate the the what who is breaking the law. I these guys have the power. They have, like like Ray is saying, these guys have a lot of freaking power, man. And the, the, the idea that, um, you know, the jurisdictional idea and all that kind of crap, you know, in DC and the, and the, uh, the jurisdiction that, that who has the ability to handle stuff in certain jurisdictions is, is important to understand too. Cause we don't know all of that stuff. You know, he's saying the, the marshals and the Capitol police and, and the, the, the court police, or I think is what he said. There's, there's jurisdictional issues there that make no freaking sense either. I mean, just, just try talking to a law enforcement officer or a sheriff that works in one place and, and see how they cooperate with another sheriff right, right across the town or with the FBI in their area. You know what I'm saying? Like the interagency crap that goes on, there's all kinds of garbage rules and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, none of us are experts on all this stuff and I, it, it, trying to, trying to get uh, anything, any more from, from that, I think is, 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 a, a, an exercise in futility, I guess is the word I would say there, but all right. Uh, thanks guys for being here today. Uh, a really good crowd out there today. Everyone over there on rumble. Thanks guys for being here today. Do me a favor, hit that plus button over there on rumble. Helios, Peggy, uh, AJ, Joe, um, Ildi, Patriot gal. Good to see you. Um, who else is over there? Chris is out there dropping the link for me. Marauders out there and Styly Girl and several others out there kind of lurking, hanging out, listening. I appreciate you guys being here today. Thanks, thanks for being here today, guys. Twitch crowds out there today as well. Heavy fisted with a new file. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Control D as well as uh, uh, Tutsu. Um, Hunter Deb is out there hanging out as well. Thanks for being there. I appreciate it. Uh, Boulder Q, FBI can act independent of the DOJ, says Boulder Q. Um, there's, uh, we, we have a eclectic group of, um, of people who are, are, are ex investigators and stuff that are part of our channel because we all kind of uh, get it together. We see, we see what's going on out there. Um, and so, yes, it is a, we have a really good crowd of, um, of prior, former and current law enforcement that is, that is, that listens to the show and, uh, military and the rest. I appreciate our audience on that aspect. I think we have probably the best, most informed audience when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the best out there. And I appreciate you all for being here today, guys, as you are every day we have here in California, Stan, uh, indigenous Afghans. 
on pods around you know the, the stuff that's happening the stuff that's happening out there is pretty crazy. And I hear you guys are having some problems over there on the foxhole.app today, guys. Uh, so if you need to, uh, just hit the website on censordave.com. Um, if you can't watch it from there, that might be a part of the problem as well. <laughs> then uh, check out one of the other links out there. So thanks, guys. Um, and for the second half here today, guys, I got a couple of things I want to get to, and then we're just going to go through whatever's breaking out there. So let's do it. Let's go ahead and hop to that real quick. I have a ton of stuff that I see um, out there kind of dropping from Vigilant Fox, and uh, Garrett's got a bunch of stuff out there today that I want to go through with, with regards to the Hunter Biden laptop to see if there's anything breaking. I know there's going to be stuff coming, uh, pretty, pretty steady leaks, pretty steady information on the Hunter Biden story. I expect that to continue. So um, I want to focus on that today as well. But first, I just want to thank you all again for the love, support, and prayers. And if you want to help support, uh, buy me a coffee. The website is has all the links, Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, and uh, the, the, the links to um, MyPillow.com backslash Abe as well. So thanks, guys, for the love, support, and prayers. Best thing you can do, please tell somebody that uh, why you come watch every day, man. Tell somebody why you're here and tell them to come come hang out with us. I appreciate you guys very much. Don, Vader, Phantom F4, uh, Apletius, many great uh, people over there trying to work their way through the Fox a lot out today. If you guys are having problems, don't forget to bookmark uncensoredave.com and you can quickly find the other links of where you can find the show live. So thanks guys. Um, I appreciate it. Bonnie, good to see you out there. Uh, it's great to see, um, the, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy that there's been people that, you know, have come across me years ago, um, that are now coming out and finding me again. And I'm so happy to see you guys out there. I know that back in the day we had a lot going on and now you guys are finding me through Zach and through, um, um, through social and places like that. And you're coming in every day to hang out again. And it, it just makes me feel like we're at home again. <laughs> it does. It makes me feel like we're getting the, getting the whole band back together. Cause we have a great group of investigators, great minds, great perspectives. And I think, uh, that's what makes, um, our show, um, effective is because you guys are just, uh, some top notch patriots out there. Thanks for being here today, guys. And every day, Kevin Spacey in the news today. Let's get through the stuff that I got today, and then we're going to just uh, go through whatever's breaking out there today. Kevin Spacey must pay a $31 million over the House of Cards axing. Huh. Hollywood movie star Kevin Spacey will have to pay $31 million to the production company that fired him from the House of Cards after allegations of so sexual harassment emerged, uh, dismissing his appeal against arbitration. The ruling is the latest blow for a man once her her heralded as one of the finest actors of his generation generation and comes after the uh, uh, after he appeared in a British court charged with alleg allegedly sexually assaulting three men. MRC, the production company that made the popular Netflix tale of political intrigue, sought the damages after booting the star from the lead role, a move that forced him to reconfigure the show's sixth season, which I haven't, I haven't, I kind of stopped watching it because it just kind of became the same old shit over and over again. And, and Spacey started to really just wear on me, especially after we did the digs years ago about him. Um, that just, that's what ruined the show for me. It was just learning the truth about these people in, in Hollywood. He's just an example of, of the vast majority of how Hollywood acts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Forget just just him. He, he might as well just have a big Hollywood sign on his face right here. And uh, here's your example. Here's your here's your 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 best example, right? There you go. Uh, Ted Cruz uh, had some words today. Uh, that <laughs> I'd like to self-report. 
uh, Ted Cruz put a tweet out today that said, come and take it. And he put a picture of a of a FBI declared terrorist symbol into a gift and tweeted that out today. <laughs> I'd like to self-report. <laughs> I don't know why you guys don't love Ted as much as I do. I freaking love the guy. And the reason why... We are effective as a group is because of people like Ted Cruz. God bless him. The United States made a breakthrough battery discovery, then gave the technology to China. August 3rd, 2022 is when this article dropped. And if you've been watching our show, you would have learned that unit energy technologies was infiltrated by something, somebody, somewhere, and somehow... The taxpayers that paid that paid fifteen million dollars on research to get breakthrough battery technology, it all went straight to China. It's funny how that stuff works, isn't it? We all know how they uh, the the intellectual property has been the biggest problem of why China uh, feels so so powerful and so so you know running their mouths and and saber rattling so much is because of what, how effective they have been in the past. They, 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 may, they maybe should, should consider that, that things are going to change into the future and maybe um, the projections of, of where our countries are going to be in the near future are not the same as what uh, the CCP thinks. And so in the end, though, it's stories like this that should have gotten the major news stories ten, you know, three years ago while everyone was yelling, my Russia, my Russia. But again, here we are. All right, I have, um, let's see, Josh Hawley. I have, I got the Kevin Spacey one done. I have, let me just check in with the Arizona primary results real quick. I, I don't know if you guys have been watching my Telegram and, and True Social, but um, somehow the the uh, percentages changed when they reloaded the results last night. And uh, the uh, totals changed, but the percentages changed as well. And it doesn't make sense how the percentages could have gone down. So Carrie Lake is um, going to be talking to Zach, and I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be uh, releasing of, uh, information either today or you know later this week or as soon, as soon as possible with regards to Carrie Lake about what her team saw happen last night. Um, the numbers to right now are still, they say 85%, in, but last night they showed 91%. So how do you have, how do you go from 91%? You have more uh, results come in from Maricopa and then the, the percentage decreases. That's, that's not how things work. I, that's like uh, Iowa common core math. I think is how that works. So we'll see what happens over here. The numbers have been staying pretty steady. I heard that they were supposed to maybe drop them tonight. Now maybe that's going to be delayed. So we'll see. Um, I'll keep an eye on it tonight uh, like I have been, and we'll see if there's anything new out there on that front. Uh, Josh Hawley um, gave a speech regarding uh, rejecting freedoms, uh, Finland's, Sweden and Finland's uh, NATO bids. He was the only person in D.C. to stand up and say, you know what, why is expanding NATO a good idea? Can, can anybody explain to me why expanding NATO right now is a good idea? And Josh Hawley is the only one to get it right, and God bless him for it. The Senate will vote today on whether to expand NATO. 
by admitting Sweden and Finland. I intend to vote no, and I encourage my colleagues to do the same, and I want to say a word or two as to why. Finland and Sweden want to expand NATO because it is in their national security interest to do so. And fair enough. The question that should properly be before us, however, is, is it in the United States' interest to do so? Because that's what American foreign policy is supposed to be about, I thought. It's about American security, protecting American workers, defending American jobs, securing American prosperity. And I fear that some in this town have lost sight of that. They think American foreign policy is about creating a liberal world order or nation building overseas. Ding. With all due respect, they're wrong. Our foreign With all due respect, I wholeheartedly agree, Mr. Josh Hawley, and thank you for having the courage to stand up for what's right. It is rare these days. Please do me a favor, guys. If you if you see Josh Holly out there anywhere, give him a shout out and say, you know what? We should just end NATO. That's what we should really do. All right. Uh, the last couple of things that um, I had, whoops, sorry about that, uh, prepared uh, for today is these two things. Revolver article and Technofog has an article. And then we're going to go through what's breaking out there today because I see a lot of you guys saying that there's some interesting uh, stuff that's kind of coming, news that's come out about the numbers coming out at 7 p.m. Glenn, uh, I think I appreciate that. So we'll see. Uh, that'll be what, about 9, 9 Central then, I think. All right, so release the tape, says Revolver. Um, Revolver has definitive proof the FBI is hiding critical footage of the January 6th pipe pipe bomber. Mr. Ray, would you like to discuss? (laughs) An exclusive analysis by Revolver News can prove that the FBI is in possession of and ha- but has refused to release security camera footage of the January 6th pipe bomber planting the pipe bomb at the DNC building at 7.52 p.m. on January 5th. This extraordinary, by the way, it wasn't a pipe bomb. It was a fake garbage bomb. It wasn't even a freaking, there was no, it wasn't a bomb, okay? <laughs> This extraordinary revelation should be the immediate subject of congressional inquiry so as to why the FBI has stonewalled release of the footage. Well, the DOJ is telling them they must not, probably. An executive summary of the missing footage has been condensed in this video below, and it is a... This is the DNC pipe bomb. Nikes. If you have... I apologize if you have uh, earphones in. This is the supposed DC pipe bomb. The only problem was there was no explosives in it and the wires didn't go into anything. And it's a fake, it's a timer that, it's not a freaking pipe bomb, all right? It's not a fucking bomb. Jesus, they're killing me here. According to the FBI, it was planted the night before January 6th at 7.52 p.m. on the north side of this park bench. The FBI has released two clips of the pipe bomber at this scene from two different security cameras. Here are a few shots of the surrounding area so you see the perspective. Let's call these benches Bench 1 and Bench 2. And let's call the two security cameras that the FBI has released footage from Camera 1 and Camera 2.
Camera 1 shows the pipe bomber walking up to the DNC grounds at roughly 7.40 p.m. He sits on bench 1. Then he gets up and walks off screen. According to the FBI, he walks the length of the DNC building, and 10 minutes later, he comes back to the same bench area and sits on bench 2. There, at 7.52 p.m., camera 2 captures the pipe bomber sitting on bench 2 and, we are told, planting the pipe bomb by the side of the bench, next to the bush. We are told the pipe bomber plants the pipe bomb there, but we can't see it. Camera 2 is occluded by a giant bush that blocks the scene. The pipe bomber even looks at camera 2 head on, for some reason. It's very frustrating, because we can't see the moment the pipe bomber plants the pipe bomb, but the FBI can. That's because the whole scene should be captured on camera 1 as well, and much more clearly than camera 2. Camera 1 has a clear shot of both benches. If the FBI released the full tape from camera 1, we could see the pipe bomber planting the bomb. Why is the FBI hiding what the security footage from camera 1 of the pipe bomber at bench 2? Do they not want us to see the full scene? Isn't there a $100,000 reward? Don't they want our help to catch this guy? Revolver on top of it, as always. As described above in more detail below, the stationary camera overlooking the DNC park benches from which the FBI released the clip on March 9th, timestamped approximately 7.42 p.m. on the night of January 5th, should have a clear money shot picture of the pipe bomber reaching into his bag and depositing the pipe bomb by the right bottom of the corner circle park bench in the image below. All the FBI needs to do is show the same video, same camera uh video camera footage from the 10 minutes later instead they they show the footage footage from 10 feet 10 minutes before why we know this because the simple google earth walkthrough in detail below and because the pipe bomber is captured at the same park benches on the second security camera whose footage the fbi released on september 8th last year still shot from such camera is immediately below there is that the reason the fbi has been hiding this camera footage for uh, 18 months is, for now, a matter of speculation. What is now beyond speculation, however, is that the FBI has dead-on footage of the of the bomber planting the bomb at the DNC building. Yet, despite a $100,000 reward out there for the public for asking for information leading to the bomber's arrest, the FBI is refusing to share this money shot footage of the to the public. We'll walk through the proof in detail below. A Google Earth walkthrough of the pipe bomber's path. To discover the fact of this missing footage from the FBI, Revolver took the path the FBI alleges the pipe bomber took and retraced the steps in Google Earth. This path is set out by the FBI's own video summary released on September 8th of last year. As you can see right here, for the purposes of the DNC building pipe bomb, the path starts at one block north of the DNC building at 7.40 p.m. per the FBI's released footage on March 9th last year. The pipe bomber is walking south on the eastern sidewalk down South uh, Capitol Street A uh, from from the FBI YouTube video below. It was this video... <clears throat> That Revolver identified last year that the FBI must be withholding more footage of the pipe bomber than they have revealed in the final frame of this video where the pipe bomber waits around for minutes. Cell in hand, the pipe bomber is still in frame when the FBI cuts the footage. This is a stationary camera, meaning there must be more footage since the subject hasn't left. <laughs> As you can see right here, 7.40 p.m. 
This is what tipped Revolver off last year that the FBI may be replicating the sketchy Jeffrey Epstein suicide situation where, in FBI custody, the stationary cameras conveniently broke. And then the the CCT footage uh, was conveniently erased. Recently, Revolver went to Google Earth to replicate the scene. This street in the blue, blue circle below, one street north of the DNC building in red below, as you can see there. You can see in Google Earth Street View that the, the scene corresponds to the street view below. Note to the public, do, do, do not harass citizens or families living on this block. We are simply recreating the FBI's own described path from publicly available information. If you turn around from that house, you can see that it's about two blocks from the Capitol. And if you keep walking south like um, the bomber did... You get to the DNC building on the next block circled here. As per FBI bill video, the pipe bomber was loitering on the, on the block over, seeming to wait for a signal to go over to the DNC building to uh, the next door down. Per the FBI's graphic, below we recognize the pipe bomber's walking path on the South Capitol, and then the circled area indicates the DNC park bench where the bomber would have been found the next day on the 6th of January. Again, per the FBI graphic below, we depict the pipe bomber's complete walking path around the DNC building. He or she first arrives at the um, two-bench small park adjacent to the side of the building. He sits down and on the street side bench, we will call that bench one in a similar video, roughly at 742 to 745. He checks his phone. He waits a minute. He gets up and walks around the building. He comes back to the benches, sits down on the bench uh, building side bench. We'll call that bench two and deposits the bomb there, then leaves, supposedly. This is the street side park bench, bench one that the bomber sits on when he enters the DNC grounds before he does the lap. He still has his bomb in the bag at this point. He, he, here's a still a video, the, the FBI publicly released from camera one in the DNC park area showing the bomber on the bench one right after he enters. You can corroborate um, it's the same site in Google Earth and the FBI video, not just from the identical map and identical bench, but the identical crosswalk at the canal intersection, but also the identical signpost in the silver streets below. We, we, we believe you. It's not like you're, you're here to make this stuff up, but I'm glad they were uh, thorough. Here's the Google Street View. Now, the FBI publicly released footage from camera one shows the bomber getting up from the bench and beginning his lap around the DNC building. Note, he still has the bomb in his bag. <clears throat> that is the end of the film from camera one, according to the FBI. But that is not only impossible, it's a full-fledged scandal. The rest of the pipe bomber's path illuminates why. We are then told by the FBI that the bomber returns from his lap around the DNC building to the same park bench area, but this time he sits on, on the building side park bench. We'll call that bench two. We know this because the FBI has disclosed a video from camera two situated on the opposite side of the building from camera one. It's from here that the bomber is said to have reached in his bag and pulled out the pipe bomb and left it in the shrubbery in the side of the bench. There you go. 
in Google Earth, you can pinpoint the exact location right here. You can see the pipe bomb was five to seven feet from the side of the DNC building. Since we now know Secret Service was guarding this building after the late reveal, Secret Service drove Kamala Harris to this very site at the DNC building. Ask yourself, could the Secret Service really fail to discover this pipe bomb in a security sweep just five to seven feet from the building's exterior? <laughs> They're always asking the right questions. The north side security camera facing south, we'll call that camera two, should have, have been the, the FBI's perfect money shot. They caught, caught the pipe bomber on the park bench, reaching into a bag, pulling out the pipe bomb, and leaving. Incredible. There's just one problem. You can't see any of the deeds named above because the entire sequence is occluded by giant shrubbery blocking camera two. But if you follow the timeline and you walk through the DMC park layout, you immediately see a massive problem here. Camera one, the south stationary camera facing north, was fixed on both park benches. So camera one, unless it malfunctioned Epstein style between 748 and 752, would have caught the entire action sequence of the pipe bomber taken out of the, dropping off the DNC pipe bomb, totally unobstructed in a clear shot with nothing blocking camera one at all. The same camera should contain the money shot at about 752 p.m. Why would the FBI block the ultimate money shot of the pipe bomber walking up the bench, showing the pipe bomb in frame and showing it being physically deposited? The entire sequence is all right there on camera one. If you follow the clip, you can hear how frustrated MSDNC was by the failure to capture the moment the pipe bomb was planted. As this clip begins with, now you don't actually see this person place a pipe bomb, but eh, hey. We now know the, the exact same stationary video surveillance camera would show the pipe bomber placing the pipe bomb in clear view. If the FBI simply turned over the camera's same camera's footage rolling just about 10 minutes after the clip they already published yet. The FBI is still hiding the key clip 18 months later. This despite the FBI ostensibly offering a $100,000 reward out to the public for any helpful identifying information. Huh. The Fedsurrection Connection. Last section here. The above bombshell revelation adds one more disturbing layer to an apparent cover-up of key details relating to the January 6th pipe bomb on the FBI and the Justice Department. Indeed, the identity of the January 6th pipe bomber is one of the great unsolved mysteries of our time. The most wanted criminal in the biggest FBI investigation in U.S. history has forever changed everything we thought uh, we knew about living in a 21st century surveillance state. Evidently, all you need is a hoodie, and you can neutralize the entire juggernaut field of the modern forensics. Let's start with the recap of Fed's direction concerns around the pipe bomb saga. After 18 months, the complete and total failure of the FBI and the Justice Department to find even a single lead on the bomber's identity or collect a single trace bioforensic particle from the bomber's trip around the Capitol Hill defies all charitable interpretations. Revolver unpacked the whole sword ordeal 16 months ago in this must-read primer piece. The official story from the FBI side reads like a ghost story. The night, of, the night before January 6th, a ghost figure strolled through the DNC's Capitol Hill District district, the seat of the U.S. federal government, and for a, more than an hour, the ghost walked on foot on empty public streets through surveillance fortress, 
Central, first to the DNC party's headquarters and then to the GOP's at each location, removing from its backpack a live homemade explosive device, supposedly. The DNC bomb was planted in plain view on a security camera the entire time. Yet 18 months later, the pipe bomber not only has no name, he has no race, no gender, no range, no age range, no leads of any of the above either, a complete ghost. That's what confidential human sources are. The ghost has no DNA, according to the FBI. The ghost never left a single fingerprint, skin cell, hair follicle, or breath droplet on anything it touched or sat on during the entire DC walk tour the FBI has captured on camera. No traces are recoverable from either of the two homemade pipe bomb devices. The ghost presumably toiled uh, over for hours, building amateur style in some basement somewhere. For reference, in 2018, the dubbed MAGA bomber, Cesar Sayek, who allegedly built a, and mailed pipe bombs to prominent Democrats, was instantly identified from just a single trace fingerprint. The FBI, uh, but January 6th pipe bomb ghost, has never caught, sneezed, exhaled moisture of any parts on any of the two devices, nor into its gloves before touching anything, or including the bag, the bombs, the bench. There's nothing traceable from the cell phone calls or text messages the pipe bomber may have been interacted with, despite videos showing him or her using a mobile device and being totally alone on the street for meters uh, with very possible other pings nearby to narrow down the list of suspects. Then throw in the fact that the D.C. FBI field office assistant director in charge on the night of the pipe bombs was the same FBI special agent in charge whose agents sold pipe bomb materials to right-wing militias just one month before the 2020 election. That's right. The same FBI agent is now Timothy Bates testified Monday that he posed as a undercover as a, as a bomb maker and infiltrated the plotters group for uh, Gretchen Whitmer's kidnapping plot <clears throat> revolver uncovered revolver covered the FBI and, and justice department sides of the pipe bomb cover up all last year. What we didn't cover at the time was the role of the secret service. That's because nothing was publicly known about the secret services role in the pipe bomb saga until November, 2021, 10 months after the event, as it turns out the secret location, Kamala Harris left the Capitol to go to in the morning, long before any violence or hint of violence ever broke out at the, at the Capitol on January 6th was none other than the DNC office building, the very site where the DNC pipe bomb had been planted the night before the Biden administration and Kamala Harris in particular kept this fact such a secret that that not even the Democrat party inner circle members were allowed to know it until then. In fact, not even the U S justice department knew incredibly for the first 10 months after January 6th and dozens of criminal indictments, federal prosecutors had gone out of their way to tell judges and juries that Kamala Harris was inside the Capitol building while it was under siege by protesters. Prosecutors were forced to file dozens of superseding indictments because they had lied to federal judges and grand jurors to convince them that Harris was in the Capitol under siege by defendants at trial. Finally, the reaction from Democrats to this latest development in the pipe bomb investigation will be telling in this piece. We have shown conclusively that the FBI is withholding key footage of the pipe bomb suspect planting an explosive device outside of the DNC. How odd would it be 
if the response to this piece is Republicans and Trump supporters clamoring for the FBI to release the footage while Democrats stay silent, it would almost be almost as odd as the New York Times running a sympathetic puff piece on the only January 6th rioter caught on camera repeatedly urging people to storm the Capitol as early as January 5th. Ray Ray Epps. In any case, we hope that Democrats will be pleasantly surprise us in this case and join the American people in demanding that the FBI release the critical footage on the pipe bomber and tell us, was he a confidential human source working for the FBI? Was he? Can't ask questions. No, 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 no. Don't go asking questions if he's a Ray Epps style. Is this... Is this pipe bomber uh, linked to Ray Epps in any kind of way? No, no, no. Don't ask. Don't ask those questions. Do not ask Director Ray to to uh, discuss these things. No, no, no. Can't do that. <laughs> there you go. Revolver news today. Breaking um, a very important story today. As you guys know, we've been keeping close eyes on that one. Grab it. Do me a favor. Grab that link. Share it far and wide into your favorite social media. Appreciate you guys very much. What time we got? 537. Holy shnikes. How's that for not planning a show today? Um, I want to get straight to this. I want to get straight to this. Um, Revolutions and the Curse of Democracy. Technofog has a new piece today. You guys know I try to highlight his work whenever he uh, gets something new out there. And this one I definitely want to read. DeSantis suspending Soros-backed state's attorney. DeSantis has been on fire today. I was trying to get that into the show today. We'll see if we can get that in here before we let you guys go today. Revolutions and the curse of democracy. Technofog three hours ago. And when voters get what they ask for, <laughs> if we measure the success of a government by how it reflects the will of the people, then our democracy is a failure. This has always been one of the long-discussed dangers of democracy, that it may cease to be a government by the people. Let us admit that that danger of democracy has been realized. The revolution you see today had to start at the top because the people, the voters, were unwilling to spark revolutionary change. Power then in position through the institutions and the bureaucracies onto the population enabled by the constraints on bureaucratic power being un, un, unenforced and the limitations on legislative authority being ignored. Elections thought to reflect the will of the people instead force on the people the will of the elected. The people don't want to be murdered in the streets, but the policies of criminal-friendly prosecutors, those who predicted their acts would result in innocent deaths, demand their blood. The people prefer common sense immigration policies, which include the deportation of criminal illegals, and yet federal and local officials refuse to act, leading to the rape of minors and last year's decapitation of a Minnesota woman, her body dumped in broad daylight on a residential street, both acts conducted by illegal immigrants with criminal records. The people would like to see their children educated. The minority of those in power would pervert the wishes of the parents following the guidance of their predecessors who advocated for American schools to become committed to the proselytization of liberalism and dedicated to achieving a more radical and progressive social order. 
As a result, we see the state pushing radical gender theory on children, transgender indoctrination of grade schoolers, and sex ed starting in kindergarten. Andrew Sullivan can object to the grooming all he wants, but he should know the broader revolution that he helped lead won't stop when he's asked nicely. The personal cost of the new order are dismissed. All revolutions require sacrifices. Lives are destroyed. Children are scandalized. Heads are severed. And bodies are buried as they remake the world. Technofog with some new stuff today. Venting in an article that uh, I love bringing to you guys. All right. That's pretty much the good stuff I got for you guys today so far. There's a lot of stuff happening on Telegram that obviously we haven't gotten to yet. The DeSantis stuff for me is probably the most important. So straight to that. And then we'll go to um, uh, we'll go to whatever else is going on out there today. So without further ado, let's see. Governor DeSantis Uh, suspends the top prosecutor in Tampa for neglect of duty after the prosecutor refused to enforce bans on abortions. That is really good to see. The Western Journal is the first one that I see pop up, so you win. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks to Sheriff Chronister for having us here for, for, the, for today's announcement. And we're, we're glad that uh, we're back in Hillsborough County. Our uh, government is a government of laws, not a government of men. And what that means is that we govern ourselves based on a constitutional system and based on the rule of law. But yet we've seen across this country over the last few years, individual prosecutors take it upon themselves to determine which laws they like and will enforce and which laws they don't like and then don't enforce. And the results of this in cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco have been catastrophic. You could go in in San Francisco and steal a certain amount of merchandise and you just would, by definition, not be prosecuted. That has undermined public safety. It has really hurt these communities uh, and has been devastating to the rule of law. So as I saw that happening across the country earlier this year, I asked my staff in my office to look around the state of Florida and to make sure that that was not going to happen here, where you would have individual prosecutors nullify laws that were enacted by the people's representatives. They spoke with law enforcement throughout the state. They spoke with line prosecutors throughout the state. uh, And it all came back to this area here in the 13th Judicial Circuit in Hillsborough County. And the uh, response that we got was a lot of frustration on the part of law enforcement for criminals being let go and crimes not being prosecuted. Uh, And so we looked into it and we we compiled a a lot of the record. And I can tell you it's been a very, very troubling record. So uh, the prosecutor, state attorney for this judicial circuit, uh, Andrew Warren, has put himself publicly above the law. In June of 2021, he signed a letter saying 
that he would not enforce any prohibitions on sex change operations for minors. And that's a debate that we're having mostly administratively and through medical licensing in Florida, but other states have enacted penalties on the people that would perform those, which are really disfiguring these young kids. And he said, it doesn't matter what the legislature does in the state of Florida, uh, he's going to exercise a veto over that. He's also instituted policies of, quote, presumptive non-enforcement. And this involves an array of different things, and you'll probably hear Sheriff Chronister and some of the other law enforcement officers talk about it. Uh, but that is not consistent with the role of a prosecutor. Yes, you can exercise discretion in an individual case, but that discretion has to be individualized and case-specific. You can't just say you're not going to do uh, certain offenses. And then most recently, after the Dobbs decision was rendered by the U.S. Supreme Court, he signed a letter saying he would not enforce any laws relating to protecting the right to life in the state of Florida. And mind you, we have had prohibition on third trimester abortions for a long time. We've had prohibitions on partial birth abortions for a long time. And then most recently, the legislature enacted and I signed protections for unborn babies at three and a half months. And when they are aborted, it's typically done through a dismemberment procedure, which is really inhumane. Nevertheless, that is what the legislature has enacted, and it's not for him to put himself above that and say that he is not going to enforce the laws. We don't elect people in one part of the state to have veto power over what the entire state decides on these important issues. The Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not in individual state attorneys. And so when you flagrantly violate your oath of office, when you make yourself above the law, uh, you have violated your duty, uh, you have neglected your duty, and you are displaying a lack of competence uh, to be able to reform those duties. And so today, we are suspending State Attorney Andrew Warren effective immediately. <laughs> We're not, I'm not going to enforce those laws. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And to, <laughs> the time is coming for these people where they're going to start being held for their criminality. And the time is coming real freaking soon. And we're going to have, we're going to be here together to watch it and enjoy it. All right. We got about 15 minutes left. Q Revere. Thank you for the ship. Three times DeSantis did this one sheriff. Don't like it at all though. He, um, he's goat. Um, he's, he's, a, he's, uh, he's awesome for sure. I really like, uh, DeSantis. He's top notch. No doubt about it. Soros back, back prosecutor, go figure. <laughs> All right. Um, there you go. Let's see. DC schools will expel students who choose not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Really? We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Uh, authorities are responding to an active shooter in the mall of America. Shots have been fired inside the mall reportedly. Uh, so we'll see. Here's so far. It looks like here's the suspect looking like uh, Somali origin. Dude definitely looks Somali to me. Could be wrong. Could be um, just dark black, but it looks. Oh, here we go. 
19-year-old got into an argument with a victim over Facebook, went to the victim's house, and fatally shot him outside of his home. Um, jury finds Alex Jones liable for $4.1 million in the Sandy Hook case. I, you guarantee he will appeal, so we'll see. Texas jury says Alex Jones must pay $4.1 million to the Sandy Hook case. On Thursday, August 4th, a Texas jury decided conservative media personality Alex Jones is liable for $4.1 million in damages to the families of the Sandy Hook shooting. The jurors have yet to evaluate the parents' request that as much as $75 million be paid out in punitive damages. Following the shooting on uh, December 14th, 2012, Sandy Hook Elementary School, Alex Jones questioned the veracity of the event. He later apologized and recanted his qu- his questioning, agreeing the shooting was real. Jones blamed his line of questioning on personal struggles at the time and a tendency to question every news fact. July 29th, parent company of InfoWars Free Speech LLC filed for bankruptcy. There you go. There's the news from uh, from Alex Jones today. We'll see if he goes on appeal on that. So we'll see. Pinell County voter denied the ballot despite voting center having them within sight. Ballots right here. You have valid ballots right here, and you're not. You have valid ballots that you're not handing out to people. Turn that off. You're breaking the law right now with that vote. Why can't I have a ballot? And you're creating disturbance. Nobody wants to hear it. I would like we to have. We want to come here and we want to do our vote too. I want to. I, I'm not bothering you. I'm just simply. I want a ballot. Can somebody help me vote? Because sure. I'm holding the whole I just want a ballot. I'm asking for a ballot. That's all I'm asking for is a ballot. I'm just asking for a ballot. I'm. I'm not. I'm asking for a ballot. I didn't, I'm not even bothering you. I'm just simply asking for a ballot. I'm asking to vote. Yes, ma'am. I'm on the phone. Can you please wait over here? We're working on it, okay? I understand your problem. You're creating a scene. I'm not creating a scene. Please, sir. Please. I'm I'm two. There's two people ahead of me. Please wait. Yeah, I'm not creating okay. a scene. I'm simply asking for ballots if there's ballots. I understand right there. what you're asking yeah. for. It's either that, please, uh, please wait for me. Sure. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna stop that there. I don't know the context of that, so don't let's let's hold off. I'm not gonna play much more of that. I don't know the context of it. Uh, you never know. That could be spun in any kind of way. So let's just hold on. Let's hold off on that for now. FBI Director Christopher Ray refuses to condemn Russia collusion hoax. Um, ah, Federalist, really? That's the headline. That's that's the headline that you got, Federalist, from from Ray's testimony today, or is this just a Ray hate Ray fest? Jordan Boyd, come on. That's not what I got from what Ray said today. I heard Ray say there's an ongoing investigation in, in Durham, and he can't say that. Senator Grass hits the FBI director right between the eyes with the Hunter Biden laptop question. Biker News today. Um, Garrett Ziegler, what do you got today? I'm not reading that. Uh, Karen Dunn in the Burisma engagement. So for clarity, the wife of the DOJ apparatchik who sued Navarro yesterday worked with the Hunter Biden on the Burisma grift. Here she is with Hussein on Marine One. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh, man. Dirt 
Durham and his team should have filed a motion for recusal for Cooper. It's all on the grind side. Someone. Can't be too fine, can't be too coarse. This, my friend, is a science. It's all on the grind, Sergeant. Thank you for the 10 coffees. You guys rock. Someone, thank you very much. God bless you. That is very kind of you. Durham and his team should have filed a motion for recusal for Cooper. As I told them to, Cooper not only led a BS trial and a jury selection of Sussman case, but also harshly sentenced Dr. Simone Gold for a misdemeanor trespassing case to 60 days in prison. By the way, Gold says um, she spurned Cooper's advances in law school. Also, Cooper was on Hussein's transition team on an old aide to Garrett, an old aide to Eric Holder. Interesting. Good, good shit, Garrett. Uh, Garrett, keep going, man. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Liz, top channel to join. That's great. Uh, welcome to the Great Awakening, says Blue Eyes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. President Trump, follow those channels. Did deeply sad about um, Jackie Walorski, Emma Thompson, and Zachary Potts. Indeed, it is very sad. Lockdowns don't work. Instead, they cause great damage from the Vigilant Fox. World Health Council, World Council for Health General Assembly in, in, oh, it's a live event. It's a, um, it's a live event on the internet. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Babylon B, what do you got? 12 most common questions people ask God when they get to heaven. <laughs> Brittany Griner rewarded with nine years of not, of not hearing the United States national anthem. <laughs> there you go. You can listen to nine years of the Russian national anthem. Have fun with that, Brittany. Winning swing state GOP crushes Dems by hitting 1 million voter contacts as midterms approach. Red, Red Wave GOP 2022. Um, yes. Biden's DOJ launches major lawsuit against red states seeking to regulate abortion. Demi Lovato, no one cares. Uh, Trump-backed conservatives score huge primary victories as MAGA momentum picks up. Firing back. GOP governor suspends, suspends George Soros link. Got that. The View host makes insane claim about God supporting abortion and then gets hit with the pro-life argument. Oh, God. Nobody wants to hear what that dumb bitch has to say. American farmer claims Biden's radical climate agenda destroying the supply chain, you think? Elderly man blasts shotgun at uh, armed robbers and go blow my arm off. That was a pretty freaking hilarious video. Left turns itself on progressive bland inflation reduction as acts as climate suicide pact. Yeah, exactly. Inside paper. Jury orders uh, Alex Jones. Got that. U.S. declares monkeypox public health emergency, whatever. We, apparently, we have a, a homo public emergency. It's all on the grind, size more. Can't be too fine, can't be too coarse. This, my friend, is a science. This, my friend, is a science. Ildi, I always forgot to say something here, but not now. I know it's not much, but every bit helps. Abe, Abe family has lots of fun on your show. Thanks, Abe, and have fun on your trip. Ildi, thank you for the kind words. God bless you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. We, we, have a, we do have an awesome audience out there in the family. I, I completely agree with you. You guys are awesome people, and I'm glad you guys are here with me every day. Uh, it's 1970, not 1980, says uh, Zero Hedge. Yeah, wow. Stagflation's here. The Capitals Battlegrounds. Captain K, Captain Keschel has some new uh, words out there. Donald Trump in 2016 became the 
the first Republican since 1900 to win the White House while not carrying Nevada's second largest county uh, national pulse. Jenna Ellis is still in timeout on Twitter. It's even more imperative that you share her excellent conversation from today. I'm sure she did have an excellent conversation, but Jenna shared another clickbait article today from Conbrief, and I am not talking about anybody who shares a Conbrief article until Conbrief gets their freaking shit together. Enough clickbait headlines, Conbrief. Television ads. Timothy Ramthun's raising money today. He's having a hard time getting funding. It's it's impossible in this in this group. Uh, he's not wanted, and if he's not wanted, he's not getting money. Timothy Ramthun's raising money to try to get some ads out there today. Man, we're hoping we can get him. We're hoping we get him. We'll see. State prosecutor suspended for defying the rule of law. Got that one. Uh, Project Veritas. PBS drops a YouTube Senate Judiciary Committee live stream right when Project Veritas FBI leaks are mentioned <laughs> yesterday. It was reported. Holy shnikes. That loud enough for you? Thank you for boosting the audio. This is the PBS feed. Yesterday, it was reported that Project Veritas had obtained a copy of an FBI training material, which listed various symbols and themes which, in the FBI's estimation, were indicative of, quote, militia violence. Wow. Yesterday. That is loud enough. PBS dropped the stream as soon as Ted Cruz said that. Go freaking figure. Uh, let's see. Just Human. Judas Goat AOC 2024. Um, let's see. Am I, am I a conspiracy theorist? Or are you are really bad at puzzles? <laughs> oh, that is pretty. That is, that is hilarious. If you're also on True Social... Um, we're interested in a distilled explanation of devolution. And then I really suggest reading and printing this out and sharing. There you go. Burning bright did a good job on that. I was going to read that today, but I didn't have time. Monochrome passive, uh, music break from just human. Check him out. I think he'd be streaming tonight. Woke societies dropped this Dick Cheney in our nation's 246 year history. There's never been an individual who's greater threat to our Republic than Donald Trump. Other than you, Dick Cheney, try not to go shooting anybody. Will you? Revivalist Manifesto, the interview, thoughts on MAGA, the right, old, and new, and the end of era of Democrat dominance. The American Spectator new article out there today that I would like to read. I probably will read later on tonight. There's that. Uh, let's see here. What else is out there today? Uh, newest time-traveling Mayan priest horrified by America's abortion numbers. <laughs> Oh, Babylon B was, is just killing it today. Becker News, F, uh, Ted Cruz utterly dismissed, dismantles FBI director over astonishing January 6th coincidences. Um, of course, the one I didn't play, Ted Cruz. Uh, let's see here. Anything new from Police Frequency? Representative Gates, Col Gates co-authors disarm the IRS Act. Great idea, Matt. Good luck with that one. Two guards were injured during a robbery and a shooting at two armored vehicles outside a Hustler Casino in Gardena. Um, a massive police presence at the Mall of America ongoing right now. Los Angeles County, California, at least six people killed and seven injured in a fiery five-vehicle crash at an intersection. Um, significant arrest, Alvaro Antonio Reyes, Tucson sector agents looking for a Mexican citizen and a convicted felon. Convicted felon, of course, 
convicted of lewd and lascivious acts with an under 18 year old. The child was 10. Hope you spend the rest of your time in jail. Tornado warning in Maryland. Look out. Get out, get down in Maryland, right by the coast. Um, Santa Clarita, California, new fire. Yay. And the exclusive report of the F- proof the FBI is hiding the footage. A new, uh, they got that out there today. Morris, Illinois, breaking news. Residents in suburban Morris are being asked to remain in their homes after responding for a shooting in a residential area near Interstate 80. Um, 500 block of Twilight Drive in Morris, Illinois. So there's that's breaking out there. Western Journal, to finish up here today, same old stuff that we've pretty much covered. We get it first. That's how that works. <laughs> I love you guys. A quick two hours today. It's been a lot of fun as always. Thank you for all the love, support, and prayers as always. 10,917 gold pills because you guys are amazing people. Q Revere, thank you for the ship, the fleet, the ship. Holy shnikes, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless you. And two out, two is out there with a can. God is with us. 17, Dale, Alicia, Dale, and Bitch Toria. Thank you guys for the support there on the Foxhole today. I appreciate it very much. That puts us, that makes sure that I can get the hotel paid for. The scratch off is released. Thank you all for being here today. I appreciate it very much. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. We'll be here back here tomorrow, t- 5 Eastern, 4 Central. You know what tomorrow is, right? your call-ins, and just chill session. Happy Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless you. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.